no matter who you are, you had a mother. Now, most of us have memories of our, our mother. I know not everybody does, but most of us do. But no matter where we are in life today, whether our relationship with our mother is close or distant or perhaps even estranged, everybody had a mother. Some of us, like myself, had the blessing of knowing a grandmother. Um, so today I want to share with you some of my memories of having a mother and of being a mother. Hi, I'm Susan Sargent. Welcome to the Body Soul Today podcast, where I share practical, relevant, biblical answers to the problems you face in your life. You are not alone. We walk this journey together. First thing I thought I would do is share some memories I have from my childhood. One thing that always rises to the top are my grandmother's gladiolus. She grew orange-red gladiolus in the backyard. And when I was a little girl, they seemed so tall. It seemed as though there was a whole bank of them. My memory of them is that they were thick and lush and bold and beautiful. I loved how long they bloomed, how the blooms came one after another, how the stalk was not only tall, but the blossoms on the stalk seemed so many. To this day, I love gladiolus of any, any color, really. But it's those memories of my grandmother's gladiolus that is behind the special place that gladiolus have in my heart today. Do you have any memories like that from your grandmother or perhaps even your mother, uh, something that she grew in her garden? Another memory I have from childhood are, are getting shiny shoes at Easter. We went to Easter service every Sunday and I remember shopping every year for those shoes. I believe I also got an Easter dress, but it was those shoes, shiny black or shiny white, that stand out in my memory. I can even remember the click, click, click they made on the floor of the church when I was able to wear them. They had a buckle. And to this day, I, I'm partial to buckle shoes. Nope. Not every shoe I has has a has a buckle on it, but whenever I do find a pair of shoes with a buckle uh, that catches my eye, I am taken back to that memory of the shoes that I would get on Easter. My mother sewed. She was an excellent seamstress, and one of the things that I can remember is her huddled over her sewing machine, sewing clothes for me and for my sister. I can picture her now as a young woman with her sewing machine tucked away in the corner, just sewing away. She sewed clothes for me all the way through high school. She sewed every single one of my prom dresses. I know shopping for prom dress is a, quite the event in today's age and, and economy, but I took a special pride in the prom dresses that I had in great part because my mom made those for me. Having those those prom dresses that she sewed was a special blessing and a special memory. 
that I carry with me today. Another thing I remember is that we didn't eat meat on Fridays. We were we were Catholic, and so we always had fish, usually tuna, uh, sometimes something else, but usually something related to tuna on Fridays. Now, I never knew why we did that, but I did know that uh, Fridays were meatless and that we were always going to have uh, fish on Friday. We attended church every Sunday. I attended church with my dad. And I remember when I was a little girl, I had to go to church with what I thought was a doily on my head. This is because we were Catholic and I never knew why I had to wear that doily on my head. But for many, many years, uh, when I was a little girl, I, I had that doily. So that is a memory that I have is is clipping that that doily up there before we headed out to church in the morning. I have many memories of large family gatherings with aunts and uncles and grandparents and great grandparents. And to this day, I enjoy the blessing of family, of having uh, children and their spouses and grandchildren. I still have my mother and my grandfather, uh, my grandmother, my mother and her mother, my grandmother, although I did lose my father a few years ago and my grandfather, who I knew very well many years ago. I even knew a great-grandmother and a great-grandfather, although they did uh, pass away when I was, I think, about 10. Not sure how close my memory is on that. But I do remember growing up feeling loved and surrounded by many, many uh, loving relations. Now, I don't know if that's your story, but it is my story. And so I thought I would, would share that with you. Now, I'm not saying that everybody always got along great and it was just uh, rose petals and unicorns. It wasn't. But the overriding memory I have is of many loving relatives and of many happy occasions throughout the year and throughout my childhood uh, with those relatives. And then I got a puppy, at least I always thought it was my puppy, it was probably a family puppy, but I got a puppy when I was about six years old. His name was Bootsy, and one of the joys of my childhood was that uh, black and white Cocker Spaniel uh, Mutt uh, is what we called them back then. You know, today we have designer hybrids, but back then we had purebreds and we had mutts. And so Bootsy was a little black and white uh, Cocker Spaniel type, and he was a joy of my childhood. I have a lot of memories of motherhood, too, as I, as I grew a little older. The wonder of a baby at my breast was a was a new kind of love. It's it's not one that you can imagine or really even fantasize about. It's so different and so special. And I was blessed in my life to be able to experience that. And it, it truly was a wonder. I also remember many sleepless nights. I had three children in three and a half years. And after that last one came, I actually remember wondering if a person could die from sleeplessness. Um, he was colicky. And when the other two little ones went to bed, he often woke up and I would be up with him until the wee hours of the morning. 
uh, rocking him. And, and of course, only after a couple hours of sleep, the other little ones would get up. And, and I was so, so tired. Um, I actually thought maybe if you got too tired, you could, could die. I did find out that's not, there's not really a very high chance of that. But I do remember those sleepless nights. I remember laundry that seemed to breed in the night. Endless, endless loads of laundry. Oh my goodness. I actually thanked the Lord for a washing machine. There was a time or two when my washer broke and I had to take all of that to a laundry mat. And oh my goodness, did I develop a new kind of gratitude uh, for the electric washing machine. Now, this was back before the time that uh, disposable diapers were all the rage. Uh, disposable diapers were brand, brand new. And um, there was even a lot of talk back then about whether it was legal to put used diapers in the garbage can. I remember that. But mostly, I uh, didn't use disposable diapers. And uh, mostly, they weren't readily available. They were brand, brand new. But that laundry, with or without the disposable diaper, uh, seems endless when you are a mom. I remember long walks in the country, down the country lane uh, near our home. I remember visiting my favorite horses and, and cows and chickens as I pushed my children in their, sh in their stroller and carried them in a front pack. Those times were times of marveling at the wonder of God's creation. They were times of rest for my soul, of peace in my spirit, of just being able to get out there in the fresh air and enjoy that, that country atmosphere that I was blessed to live in at the time. I remember laughing and giggling and smiling with my children over a shared discovery. Could be a beetle, a leaf a bird, or even the soft fur of a cat. Those times are special moments when you're a mom, and those memories are treasures as you grow older and, and have the time to really reflect on them. Reading favorite books time and time again with all of us crowded in a into a rocking chair was, was a wonderful time. We read the same books over and over and over. Not because we didn't have a lot of children's books, we did, but because the children always picked out their favorites, and those are the ones they always wanted to read. And of course, you read them so often that they would always know if you skipped a page, so they kept you honest. I remember as the children grew, wondering where the time went, and knowing that I could never have it, have it back. Once those times and seasons pass with your children, they're part of history. They are, in fact, past, and what you're left with are the memories. Now, I don't want to give the idea here, again, that everything was always um, rosebuds. You know, not all my memories of, of those years were good, but when I do take the time to reflect back, I can honestly say that what comes forward in my memories the most are the good times. So if you're struggling, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I went through some, some pretty hard times uh, as a mother. Uh, 
And yet, when I have those moments to reflect back, what rises to the top are the special memories, the good times, the happy moments, the things that that there were to treasure really are treasures. I think of Psalm 145, sorry, Psalm 143, verse 5. The psalmist says there, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I ponder the work of your hand. And I'm at that place in my life where I've had more and more opportunity to do that. I do remember the days of old, the days that have passed. And I do think about and set my mind on all that he has done for me. And then 2 Timothy 2.8 says, Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead. And when I look back over my life, I can see the hand of the Lord in my life before I came to saving faith as well as afterward. That's one of the blessings of moving through those seasons and being able to look back. So when I look back, I loved being a mother, getting to know my children, the beings that God created in them, the beings that he created them to be. When I look back, I also see a a few things I would do differently if I had to do it all over again. One thing I would do different is I would spend less time reading books to my children and more time reading the Bible to them, the actual Word of God. So there are lots of good books, and I am not opposed to children's books in any way, shape, or form. But truly, if I had to do it all over again, I would read the Bible to them more. I would read the Bible to them every day. In addition to all those other books I read, if there were time, or in place of some of those books I read to them, if time were at a premium. Looking back, I would give a higher priority to being a godly wife. I would, have, I would expend more intentional effort to be the wife to my husband that God created me to be. I missed the boat on that in so many ways. I didn't have a woman to really mentor me in that uh, area in a way that I would receive or in the way that I would hear. And I was not reading the Word of God every day back then, so I didn't take steps to really give a priority to the importance of being a godly wife. I believe if I would have done that, I would have not only been a better wife, I would have been a better mother. I would spend less time teaching my children manners and more time teaching them how God wants them to act. I would spend less time teaching them manners and more time teaching them character. I like good manners. I'm not opposed to good manners. I'm a fan of manners. But if given the choice, I would prioritize how God wants them to think and believe and speak and act over simple manners. 
The fourth thing I would do is spend less time correcting their behavior and more time training their hearts. Ladies, I can't emphasize this one enough. It's one thing to correct behavior, but it is another another thing altogether to train a child's heart to follow the Lord. And if I had to do it all over again, this is where I would spend my time and where what I would emphasize in their development. Next, I would spend less time on my pleasure and more time in the Word of God. Less time on my pleasure and more time in the Word of God. I would prioritize the Word of God in my life differently than I did then. I would spend less time preparing my children for their future on earth and more time preparing them for eternity in heaven. I would start those teachings on their need for the Savior Jesus Christ earlier in life. The Bible stories are good. Uh, Who doesn't love Daniel in the lion's den and Noah's ark and the story of Adam and Eve? All wonderful. But I would spend less time preparing them for their future on earth, uh, what job they're going to do, how and where they, they might excel. Those are all good things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut those out. But I would spend less on that and more time on preparing their hearts to receive the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. I would spend more time preparing them to seek an eternity in heaven with God. I'd spend less time teaching them history and science and more time teaching them about the God of creation and of Jesus who was and is and is to come. And I would pray for them every day, every day, every single day. Now, I can't go back and make up for those days when I didn't pray for them for whatever reason, but I can pray for them now. No matter where you are uh, in your stage of life, you can pray for your children every single day. And if you don't have children, you can pray for your nieces and for your nephews and for any other child God puts on your heart uh, that is near and dear to you. I would pray for my children every day without fail if I had to do it all over again. Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. What a gift he had in that mother who prayed for him. Billy Sunday, a preacher from the last century, said this, There is more power in a mother's hand than in a king's scepter. Your influence over your children, moms, is so great. I would encourage you to seek to focus on those things that are of eternal value, of lasting value, and not get lost in those day-to-day details. So I have some questions um, of reflection for you. The first one is, are you more concerned with accomplishing your to-do list 
or with being an example of Christ to your children. Now, I know that to-do list piles up and there's a lot of things that, quite frankly, have to be done. But the question here is about where your priority is on that. Are you more concerned with accomplishing your to-do list or with being an example of Christ to your children? Number two, do you spend more time on worldly pursuits or on spiritual pursuits? Do you spend more time on worldly pursuits or on spiritual pursuits? This is a way that you can ask yourself and and in, do some self-introspection and see if you can come to a conclusion on that. You could even ask somebody who knows you well, who would answer you honestly, what they see when they look into your life on that question. The third thing is, will your child learn about God in your home or from somewhere else? Will your child learn about God in your home or from somewhere else? Because he will learn about God one way or the other from someone somewhere. And my prayer for you would be that the teaching your children received from you would override any and all teaching about the God of the universe that they might learn somewhere else. Now, your job is simply to teach them. It's not your responsibility for what decisions they make as adults. But scripture says that those teachings that children grow up with will carry them through their life. So what you want to be able to say, my friends, is that you did the best you could on that. Number four, do you love your husband first and your children second? This can be a real problem in so many families. But ladies, your covenant partner is your husband. Your children are on loan from God. So make sure that you love your husband first and foremost. And that out of the overflow of that love comes the love that you have for your children. Number five Is God the center of your home or is God a fringe benefit? Is God the center of your home? Does he drive your thoughts, your desires, and the intentions of your heart? Does he drive the activities and priorities in your home or is he simply a fringe benefit? Number six, do you feed yourself spiritually? Are you listening to podcasts that that turn you to the word of God and to the truth of God? Do you listen to music that lifts your spirit and brings you to a place of worship? Do you listen to music and watch TV shows and videos that confirm the principles of of God and godly behavior? Do you listen to podcasts that, that build you up and that recognize the sufficiency of scripture for your life and the importance of being in the word of God. Ladies, do you feed yourself spiritually? If not, I would encourage you to begin. You could simply begin by reading your Bible and taking these other suggestions perhaps to heart. 
I want to follow always the example of Mary. In Luke 2.51, they had, they had lost Jesus for a little bit, and, and they'd gone back and, and found him. And then this is what Luke writes about Mary, the mother of Jesus. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Mary treasured the teachings that came her way about God and the importance of God in her life. Mary treasured spiritual things in her heart. And I want to follow that example of Mary. Proverbs 31, the the Proverbs 31 woman says this in verses 26 and 27. She, that woman that follows the Lord, she opens her mouth with wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Proverbs 22, uh, 22 verse 6 says, Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And the last one is this, Proverbs 1, verses 8 and 9. This is an instruction to a son. But it says, listen, my son, to your father's instruction and don't reject your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland of grace on your head and a gold chain around your neck. So moms, I want your teachings to be so strong and so grounded in the word of God so rich in the priorities of spiritual instruction that they are indeed a garland of grace around your child's head and a gold chain around your child's neck. Now, mostly we don't remember the days of our growing up or the days of our motherhood, but we do remember the moments. So make the most of those moments. Today's moments are tomorrow's memories. And the best thing about memories is creating them. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Body Soul Today podcast with me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Body Soul Today. I truly hope I will meet you here next Thursday for practical counsel from the Word of God to help you navigate life's ups and downs. Remember to lift your eyes heavenward to walk those waves. Thanks for listening in. This is Susan saying bye for now.